Welcome back to our 52nd episode of the Launcher Farm Show, where I interview Anthony Dezet with EXP Realty. In this episode, Anthony and I talk about why his marketing dollars were spent on food rather than ads, and how he turned that into a lifestyle business that fed him for years. Anthony shares how he set his goals and built a plan to ensure he had more followers than the world-famous chef Emeril, and how he reached that amazing goal. We talk about what he did to pair his passion of people and food, and how he built an incredible following of nearly 150,000 people in just over three years. And we share a super easy way to tie your passions, lifestyle, and interests into a business that you love being part of. And we talk about how to use your celebrity status in your farm and how you can use that to make a massive impact in your community. Plus, a ton of other ideas that you can use to grow your geographic farm. So be sure to check out this episode, like and subscribe, and enjoy the episode with Anthony. Welcome back to another episode of the Launcher Farm Show. I'm your host, Ryan Smith, and today we've got a great guest. It's Anthony Dezet with eXp Realty. So Anthony, take a second, tell us a bit about yourself and why you're here. Hey, man, how's it going? Excited to be here, man. We've, we've uh, had a lot of conversations about doing this. I'm glad we finally got to do it. But uh, yeah. a little bit about me, man. I've been in real estate a little over 15, 16 years. Um, been selling in multiple markets, been running and managing sales teams kind of across the United States and the globe right now. And uh, currently living in Hot Springs, Arkansas, because I finally leveraged myself properly to where I can actually take some time and do some things and grow a bigger vision um, in the real estate world. Yeah, and for a lot of agents, that's where they struggle is that that vision past just the day-to-day transactions. That's something you've been kind of working, testing, trying, which is awesome. And I want to dive into some of the things you've done, but what got you into real estate and how did you, you get down to this path? That's a great question, man. I know we talked about books before, right? What got me into real estate was a book, believe it or not, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. Yep. You know, I, I was an IT guy with the army for a long time. I was sitting in the computer room and I started reading books. I used to always read these big, crazy, thick computer books, like Cisco <laughs> and all that fun stuff. And I finally, one day, uninstinctively picked up a book called Rich Dad, Neighbors Dad, Poor Dad. And that's what kind of started the mind rolling, you know. And honestly, I started buying real estate. I got into investing real estate. And then one of my good friends, he was a chief, chief master sergeant in the Air Force and he was a real estate agent. And I realized that uh, every house he was showing me, he just pointed out what was bad about it, why I shouldn't buy it. And nothing, you know, Chief and I are good friends, but it's like, I'm like, man, I should buy this house. And, and literally, I get where he was coming from because I was looking in parts of New Orleans that weren't exactly the safest places to live. Yeah. But I knew as a um, wannabe investor, because at this point I didn't buy anything, that man, if you buy cheap here and if it grows there, and it's funny, man, some of these houses I passed on, you know, I could have bought for like thirty dollars to $50,000 an hour worth a half a million to a million dollars. Yeah. But that's kind of what happened, man. So it's okay, you know, not that I think it's a bad thing, but I'm, um, let me go see what it takes to get my real estate license. Mm. And that started the process. And it's an interesting journey, man. I, I got my license right before Hurricane Katrina okay. and literally just started getting the ball rolling dude, with, <laughs> with real estate a little bit. And then all of a sudden, this big hurricane called Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans. And that was two things that affected me. One, it wiped out my entire market to sell. Yeah. But I was still in the Army at the time. And I went on active duty for two years after that. So it kind of delayed my progress and growth okay. in real estate. So you maintained your license during those two years then? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. Awesome. But what happened was I, went, I started in New Orleans, Louisiana, but I had to go relocate to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. That's really where my, my real estate uh, whole entire career really kicked off in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Okay. 
So yeah, you've definitely had an interesting career and you've definitely done some really neat things. And today we want to dive into the, 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 the Instagram account you built and the eat, eating part of it. So why don't you explain to our viewers what you did with that? How did that start? And then we'll, we'll dive into that. Oh, for sure. I'll tell you, man, give you, uh, yeah, I've always been very um, prospecting based marketing enhanced, if that makes sense. You know, but yep. the fact is I've always, I've been an IT guy and people always assume these IT, these computer guys are great at social media and marketing, which is absolutely <laughs> false. The reason why I'm even decent at marketing is I put a lot of time in there. I was that guy. I had the theory in life for many, many years that I don't sleep. I'm just going to work my ass off 24 seven, <laughs> two hours of sleep. Well, I did. I learned a lot, man. I learned how to build websites. I learned how to Facebook market. You know, we started really working into that. And I can tell you, did well with that in, in Baton Rouge. Made a lot of phone yep. calls, again, prospecting base. Took over a lot of, you know, when, when Facebook was kind of still newer, dominated Facebook, dominated Craigslist. I mean, Craigslist was, was crazy at that time. Back then. I actually had a full-time guy on my team who, his only job was to post, scrub, and delete Craigslist ads. That was his only wow. job, you know. But getting back to um, learning a lot there through social media marketing and marketing in general, went and moved to New Orleans. In New Orleans, this is kind of the time when Instagram, I wasn't on Instagram, but Instagram was kind of kicking off and people were like, oh, this is that new platform. I was living right outside the French Quarter, about a block outside the French Quarter. And yep. one thing I like to do is eat. And so I'm sitting there in my condo and I'm like, man, I, I was following this lady uh, in, in New York called Eating NYC. Okay. And she had like 10,000 followers. I'm like, shit, so this lady's <laughs> and all these followers. I'm going to do a hobby. And it's kind of, you know, my, my coach is to blame for this a little bit. She said, Anthony, all you do is real estate. You need a hobby. I'm like, okay, well, I like to eat. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't traveling much at the time for some reason, but it is what it was. So I started an Instagram account called Eating NOLA, N-O-L-A, New Orleans, Louisiana. Yep. And I can tell you, Ryan, it just, it went crazy. I mean, long story short, I turned into about a three-year span where I could tell you one thing I like, I like to tell people up front, it wasn't cheap. Yep. Okay. And, and, and marketing properly and done right isn't cheap. Literally, the first year of starting eating, no, I probably spent $30,000 a year just something eating out. Okay. Oh, wow. I, mean, I, had a, I had a stack of receipts. One yeah. thing, it, one thing bad about that, I gained a lot of weight doing it. But, yeah. You know, it's yeah. another whole story for another different day. But what I realized, man, in about a three-year span, I dominated a niche. Yep. I mean, dominated. I became an unknown. I was a real estate guy. I had a great real estate business. I was known as the real estate guy in New Orleans. And all of a sudden, I started getting invited to be the culinary expert for these food things and events and judges. And I'm like, holy shit. And people, it was funny, man. I told the story in another uh, podcast I did last week. It's like I get these phone calls like, hey, we want you to be the culinary judge for the New Orleans food and wine experience. It's a pretty big event. Yep. And that light bulb went off in my head, dude. It's like I became the number one foodie, the number one food critic in a city like New Orleans, which is known for what? Food. Food. Yep. Okay. In, in a three-year span, why can't I do this in real estate? Yeah. And I did. Now, I tell you, I didn't replicate it at the same level because obviously, you know, food is a, uh, a worldwide language. So I had people follow me. I mean, at one time, dude, I, I had people follow me in every freaking country in the United <laughs> in the world on my, on my Instagram, whereas real estate's a little bit different, but I built very nice real estate presences. And so that's something I coach up and talk to now is um, helping people kind of grow their, you know, influence within the city. Yep, exactly. And I think a lot of agents 
think that when it comes to building their, their influence, it has to be real estate related. And a lot of agents miss out on opportunities because they have something they're passionate about. They have something they're connected with and mm-hmm. they could be using that, but they think, well, I got to post about real estate. I got to tell people that I'm selling houses. I got to show that I'm doing open houses. And the reality is it's about relationships and it's about relationships. relationships. You, it's, I'll tell fall. you, Instagram allows you to have five accounts on your phone. Use that to your advantage. And literally, yeah. I had uh, I had one. It was called It's Your Nola. Essentially, it was like I was reposting New Orleans pictures, and it went to seventy five thousand followers. I had Edie wow. Nola, Edie Nola alone becoming like an influencer in a New Orleans, in New Orleans, got me more business to where I I, yeah, I almost quit like um, prospecting and paying for ads and things like that because I was getting yeah. invited to these events. I was socializing with people. Oh yeah, by the way, Anthony, aren't you a real estate? Yes, I am. I started selling chefs, businesses, leasing businesses to them. I mean, there's there's a whole world of opportunity, man. And, uh, and all it is, you said, it's connections. Yeah. The more people you talk to, and I, and I rarely, I mean, rarely said on my Instagram, hey, I'm a real estate agent. Yep. But what I did do to twist it around, like, hey, I just had, uh, you know, Barcia's po' boy shop listed for sale. Guys, you want a po' boy shop? Well, yeah, by the way, I'm a real estate agent. And I got this po' boy shop. They're selling yeah. And you go pitch that to the to the um, to the food world on top of the yeah. followers. I mean, it just took off, man. Yeah, actually, that and just can't even think of it. That'd be great for a commercial agent to be doing food because of that, because of the commercial space, because of the connections. But then that would be a, a massively valuable. Oh, it, it's lifestyle, man, and that's what you know. You, you know, Dustin, that's how we met through Dustin Pritchard. In a yep. sense, you know, is that uh, we're building that out right now. I mean, we're building like what you call is the live where you live brand. Yep. And we're essentially going to help agents who partner with us to kind of get their niches into these communities. And all. we're going to do it at a top level, show y'all what we're doing. I mean, essentially right now I've, I've been blessed that I have grown a, um, a business that I can travel a lot too. Yeah. You know, so I'm doing it in multiple sections throughout the, the country, but it's easily doable in a market. It's got to have like the right people showing you the right things, teaching you the right stuff. And it, it's like, it's not that hard. I mean, you look at, a niche in your market that you could dominate. There's probably five, 10, 20. Yep. that could put you in front of a lot of people. I find the biggest drawback for a lot of agents is the persistent side of it. And they give up before it really takes off. Yep. And that's what you really need. You can have a great idea. You can have an awesome niche, oh. but if you don't stick with yep. it and you don't commit to it, you're basically throwing your talent before you even quit. It's work. Not- yeah. It, it, it's work. It's a two real estate agent friends of mine. Since I've left New Orleans, I gave them the eating dollar account. They work. They're both real estate agents. And they both, they were like, they wanted to partner up with me. Like, oh, Anthony, you're going to travel. You can do this. I'm like, guys, like, I don't have time for it. I got something bigger than I'm building. Like, love y'all to death. Y'all go do it. So I'll call them. I'm like, how's it going? They're like, dude, you wasn't lying. This is work. (laughs) Yeah. You know, this is, this is work. So it it is work. And that's when you get to the the persistence, the consistency. Yeah. Okay. But you got to have fun doing it. And that, that's the whole part. And people look, I'll tell you, man, you know, we talked about books and I could rattle books all day. Another great book out there is Three Feet from Gold. Yes. People stop too damn early, man. Yep. They stop too early on so many things. So you mentioned stopping. I want to go back to the starting part because I want to go back to that beginning when you launch it. Because for a lot of people, they stop themselves from starting before they even started because they're let themselves, their fear gets in the way. They're worried about competition. What did it look like for you to get that launched? And what did that first few months look like? Because that's it's I, obviously a, unknown. I think you you're the first person to actually me that question, which is really interesting. I'll tell you, I had a driving desire to be successful. I saw this, I set a target. And it's funny because they had accounts out there in New Orleans that were like bigger than mine. Okay, if that makes sense. They had 3,000 yep. followers, 5,000 followers. And I'm like, so I reach out because I'm that person. I'm, I've been in real estate for a long time. If I, I could reach out to you and say, hey, man, what are you doing? And we share and talk. 
these people didn't respond at all. They were like, <laughs> nothing, crickets. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to go out there and dominate. I'm going to go out there and find out how to get followers. And look, I tweaked, like, I'm not going to lie to you, I tweaked the system. I was liking hashtags and following people and things like that. That's what you got to do. It put in the work for it. But my driving force was like, one, I enjoyed what I was doing. It was a hobby. And I said, you know what? Hmm, I'm going to go get more followers. And one of the big goals for me at the time was to have more followers than Emerald Lagasse. And I beat them. I beat Emerald. I beat Emerald at that time. That's I want to ask so you can share that with the audience of how large did you actually grow this? Because people for the for the viewers listening to this, you you grew it. It was it's I grew it to about 150,000 followers, which we know on Instagram doesn't sound like a lot, okay? No. But I'll tell you, in a market for New Orleans where the population's four hundred thousand, one hundred and fifty thousand followers are a lot. Yeah. You know, some of my friends that were in New York doing this, you know, hey, they have like five, six hundred thousand followers, but you're talking about a population of six, seven million. Yeah. So considering the population, that's what people need to look at sometimes too, man. Is that if you're in a like right now I'm in Hot Springs, Arkansas, the population's thirty thousand. <laughs> if I can create an account in Hot Springs, Arkansas with five thousand followers, you're doing pretty damn good. Yep. Okay. So don't always when you're doing this, one have a plan. My plan was honestly I'm gonna go outpace these people and I outpace those pretty quick. One because I worked harder than. Yep. Two, I've always shared. I mean, like, even to this day, if people said, hey, man, what were you doing, Nola? How did you do this? Can you connect me with this? Absolutely. Okay? And it's funny, like, those people that, uh, you know, didn't respond. I'm like, hey, you remember me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but also, I had a target, man. And, that, and that's a, a thing that people need to plan or put into place as a target. I compare it yeah. to a trip. When you start a trip, unless you're a digital nomad or you're, you know, someone that just wants to go. But when you do a trip, you plan it. Yeah. If you're going to drive to, you know, Atlanta, Georgia, you're going to have some form of a plan for the most part. And I really compare this as like, okay, yeah, you can go jump in a car, but let's say you have your two kids, your three dogs, and your husband or wife. You're not just going to wing it. You're yeah. going to go have a plan. It's like when yeah. you go on vacation. So that's uh, the starting point was like that, having a plan. And again, I set that target. Not many people know that. I don't know if I've ever shared that, but my target was to outbeat because he, you know, Emerald Lagasse, World famous chef, New Orleans, Louisiana, where he started. I was going to say, I'm going to go with my followers and him. And, and that's important because a lot of people overlook that beginning part and they look at the where people are at now. They look at you had 100 plus thousand people. They, they look at this person has 5,000. They don't look at that beginning stages of what it took oh. to get there. And then when they get started, they re- run into hiccups. They run into stuff that they don't realize. And that's when they give up. And it's like, if you knew at the beginning that you were going to be able to build it to that you would have stuck with it. And you knew that because right. you were committed to doing that. And that's what helped you grow. It's, it's a plan. I, I didn't plan on, I'll tell you what, like I was doing it as a true hobby. What I didn't plan on was it started generating a significant amount of revenue. I yeah. mean, people are paying me like Bark Shroop beer and, you know, burger places and things like that. They would call me up and say, Hey, like uh, Morton salt, you know, a salt company one time called me up and said, Hey, we want to take, we have this special dinner thing. We're inviting influencers. Uh, we're going to sit down and, and give you dinner. I said, okay, great. And they said, yeah, we're going to pay you $5,000. Like, <laughs> okay, even better. You know, I mean, literally like Bark Trooper reached out to me. Hey, we'll pay you $2,500 just to take a video of you drinking a Bark Trooper. Like, <laughs> <That's> okay. <crazy. laughs> yep. So that was an interesting part wow. too. Is you actually created an additional revenue source, which again, like I, once it built to a certain point, again, I knew what my focus was. Like, I could have went down the deep rabbit hole and being like a food guy and probably yep. maybe even create, I was like, it was so crazy, man. I was like a local celebrity in New Orleans. Like, I couldn't walk down the street with people saying, hey, eating no or screaming from the window. And it kind of freaked me out a little bit. To be honest <laughs> with you. I was like, I wasn't ready for it. You know, yeah. I, I wasn't. 
and, and that's when I kind of said, you know, I transitioned out of a little bit and just got back laser to focus my real estate side. But dude, it's it, what's interesting. It, it, it so many light bulbs off my head, off in my head. So many things I could do. If I was still living in New Orleans, I'd still be doing it. Yeah. Just now, I'm doing the same thing, but I'm taking it on a global scale. Yeah, exactly. And that's what building out like the travel and the, uh, live where you live model. Yeah, exactly. The the models and systems you use to build that are replicatable, maybe a different topic, maybe a different area, but it still uh, carries forward. It, it's still replicatable. And now, you know, the stage is bigger. The, yeah. I was telling somebody the other day, like, you know, back when I was in New Orleans doing some of this stuff, I was performing in the dive bar. Now I'm going to shoot for the stadiums, the auditoriums, you know, those concert halls and kind of get the bigger stage. Yeah. So I want to ask you about the, the growth side of it, because for a lot of agents, that's where they struggle. They got the idea, they've got the strategy in place, but then they struggle promoting it and getting out there. You obviously grew it very quickly. You mentioned costs to do that. So what did that look like for you to take it from that beginning stage to growing it? It was putting, I mean, the cost side was, I, I didn't pay for any marketing. This was all kind of like, uh, you know, grassroots, but the grassroots side of it was going into restaurants, spending money on food and yep. taking great pictures. I mean, people, I, I see it all the time. And one thing big with real estate is I see the pictures they take and post. I'm like, what on earth were you thinking? <laughs> Look, Instagram is a visual element. You got, I saw a study the other day where it's literally like a 10th of a second you have for that person to look at that photo. Then it's like another fifth of a second for them to like it. But which is really interesting is that if they scroll past it and they say, oh shit, what did I see? They scroll back up and look at it and then like it. You know, you need to have something visually appealing, mm -hmm. you know, and that's usually difficult at times because I'm a real estate agent. What do I post? Yeah. You can only post so many pictures of staged homes. You can only post so many pictures of, you know, me at a closing table, which by the way, nobody gives a shit about. Okay. <laughs> exactly. or, or, Hey, the, this flyer, you know, that I created all this, you know, intricate detail. I spent three hours on this flyer and I posted it, you know, and you get a like. The yeah. pictures that are going to get you the most like is something with you geographically related yeah. to your market, yeah, you know, exactly. and it could be food related. That's where you could tie so many in. It's like, you know, Anthony Livy. I mean, yep. essentially, you know, you, you could turn that into so much in your, your market and grow so many ways. And see, I, what I found is that with eating NOLA, I was like, how can I make eating NOLA a lifestyle brand? Yep. I never could. I, I never could. It never really transitioned well. But if I went and said Anthony living or even I tried, I almost went around where I put like Anthony eating. Yeah. Because then I could go, okay, I could go eat anywhere in the world. And yeah. you know, people will pay me to go fly to Hong Kong and eat. That was my bigger picture, bigger vision. Now I've kind of lumped it into where it's like it's eating, it's sleeping, it's it's recreational, it's travel, yeah. it's it's whatever it can be. I mean, more or less a lifestyle brand. Yeah, and that, that's why I think from a farming perspective, people have such an opportunity to focus on the community when it comes to that kind of stuff, rather than oh, focus on the absolutely. real estate. It's what's going on in the community, what are the events, what are the businesses, what are the parks and recreations, what are the things you can do in the community, and there's so much stuff you can do, you just got to look for it and, and create that opportunity. Too much stuff you can do, and the cool part <laughs> about it, dude, is literally you can go down the street and just start talking to people, like, one big thing that real estate agents struggle with is, is lead generation. Okay. Yeah. And the, you know, and like I have one of my agents in New Orleans, I talked to me the other day and he's been in the business for like six, seven months. He's generated like four leads. And I'm like, man, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, and that's the part he struggles with. They do. So literally you can create this thing where you're just talking to people, you're taking pictures of their businesses and just go down the street and start meeting people. Yeah. I mean, literally like I'm on central Avenue in hot springs, it's probably five, 600 businesses. If I, 
right now. There's no dominating force here, social media, Mark. So if anybody wants to open up a door, opportunity, and lots of things, let me know. I can, <laughs> I can do it with you. Yeah. But the fact is, is that I can go down the street in Hot Springs right now and go meet 500 different businesses and yep. quickly, I mean quickly, gain momentum in a real estate market that's virtually, virtually untapped, especially yep. via social media. But that's the part, man. People, I, I tell people all the time, dude, is that technology has made us as real estate agents a little bit lazy. Yep, Okay. 100%. And And a big shift in my thought process on this is like want to do versus have to do. Yeah. Okay. So like right now, when we, when, like when we get into real estate, oh, I have to lead generate. Oh, I have to make phone calls. Oh, I have to make follow-ups. What can we do to shift that mindset to where you want to do? It? Yeah. And the way that I believe is with the, 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 the next phase in the state is to get people out into public, meeting people. Now, if you're an introvert and you don't like, well, good luck. I don't have to tell you. Okay, you might be in the wrong business. Yeah. You might be in the wrong business. Because yeah. this entails getting people talking. And you never, guys, I'm going to repeat this. You never really have to ask for the business. Yeah. You know, you could sell a lot of houses just by showing up and being you. That, that perfectly ties to my next question is how did you translate that project into business? And how would you translate that lifestyle into business without selling? Because a lot of agents struggle with that going, how do I, I've got something I'm interested in. I've got a hobby. I've got a niche. How do I get that bit from business without being sleazy I mean, or salesy? It's just meeting people, meeting people and, and, and having a conversation with them. It's like, um, you know, imagine going to a networking event and you never talk to the people. Like you look <laughs> exactly. and say, hey, you just stand, you stare at people. And it's funny. I was on a DC podcast some years ago, man, and I, I'll never forget. I where imagine going to a networking event and you just ran through the room and tapped on people <laughs> yeah. and, ran, and, ran, and ran away. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's what you're doing via social media, guys. You're not engaging in the conversation. You're not meeting people. It's like when you're in a network of it, you don't meet people. Hey, what do you, hey, I'm eating no Joe travels. Hey, Joe, what do you do, man? It's like, oh, I'm a, uh, you know, I'm a real estate guy. And a lot. Oh, really? You're in real estate. Tell me about that. Man, you know, you just mentioned real estate. They're going to ask you, how's yeah. the business? How's the market? Okay. Exactly. I mean, that's such a trigger question that and then when they ask me, how's the market? Really well. You know, why are you asking? Are you looking to buy a seller invest? I could possibly help you. So that, and again, you need to be consciously aware of the conversations you have with people. Ask those yep. questions because people aren't just going to walk up to you and go, Hey, you're a real estate guy, right? Unless <laughs> yeah. you go crazy, you know, and, and, and blow out the doors on the marketing with that. But that's that transition piece. And it's, yeah. it's so fluent if you allow it to be. Exactly. And that's one of the things I teach all the time is you need to talk with your audience and not talk at your audience. And so many oh, agents, man. their marketing uh, is at, they're pushing at and going, Hey, I'm a real estate. I'm a real estate. I'm a real estate. Agent. Uh, instead of having that conversation with, like you just said, that creates connection, that creates relationships, that creates yep. those opportunities will be, which will be way better than just the pushing your message out there to people. Right. That's, that's a big part of my entire lead generation model of what I do, man. I set my intentions early, everything. If I go in somewhere, I'm always going to create connections. Yeah. Okay. And those connect, connections help people and those connections create opportunity for others and yourself. Like I said, I mean, I, I didn't make this up, but someone said in real estate, I mean, it's all about connecting people. I mean, business is all about connecting people. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was known for, like in New Orleans, even as the food. I remember I went to like an event that a B2B brought me to inside a city park and, and a good friend of mine, Sarah, uh, was selling her house through me and she was the beta marketing rep. And I'll never forget, we had the event and she and we're talking and she goes, Anthony, Jesus, you're just such a great connector. Yeah. 
She didn't say I'm a great real estate agent. Yep. She didn't say, you know what I mean? And that was it. And it's true. I'm like, if someone called me and said, hey, Anthony, who do you know that sells apples across the street from here? Oh, man, Bob and Susie. You know, that's what you need to be, guys. But you got to put that work in. Exactly. You can't just, you know, it's like when you get into a market and you don't understand and know a market. That's one thing I pride myself on, man, is that, you know, I knew my market inside and out. I could tell you cross streets. I could tell you the house sold across that street and everything too. And that's where, again, I want to mention this dude is that niching down it a little bit, you know, like new Orleans, I was good, man. It was about a 20 mile radius. If even that, that I worked in and you can learn if you want to a 20 mile radius, yep. you want to really niche it down, make a five mile radius. Yep. Yep. You know? Exactly. And that's I, one of my first guests on my show, Matt Santagap, but he talked about that real estate agents in the past used to be the Rolodex for the community. People would call the agent right. and say, I need a this, I need a this. Who do you know that's this? Absolutely. And we, we moved away from that in the last 20 years where because we went digital and people stopped being oh, that. the digital part, right? So he said, now we have an opportunity to rebuild that and rebring that back and become that Rolodex and be that person so that it's, so we're not just thinking about, hey, are you thinking about making a move? It's, hey, who, what restaurant would you recommend? Hey, what company would you recommend? Hey, what, where would you go? What would you do? And when we do that, then people come back to us. They start looking to us and build those, continue those relationships yep. outside of just the oh, transaction. Absolutely, man. I mean, people alone would call me and say, Anthony, what's that coffee shop again that you posted about? And then like, oh yeah, you know, that's a, uh, let me message, because I knew the owner. Hey man, look, yeah. you look at that. Let me go message Kevin real quick and I can get y'all two in touch. I mean, yeah. that connection alone. You yeah. know, I mean, every coffee shop owner, I'm, a co I'm obsessed with coffee, every coffee shop owner in New Orleans, I do them personally. One, yeah. I help them with their real estate then. And yeah. two, you know, that, you just create more opportunity for yourself. And that's where you have to be conscious of that. But again, it's not easy. I mean, look, I, I can tell you that I'm an uh, extrovert. I like talking to people. But even then, like at the end of the day, I would go home and crash because you know, so many conversations in a day, you yeah. know, and then I, you know, people tell me all the time, well, I forget to do this. Well, you can't forget part of your job yeah and i think to, to the introvert extrovert part one of the things by doing interviews and doing things like that is you can reach an audience without having to speak to a lot as many people you yep. can do those interviews reach those businesses get in front of their audience without having to individually go out and network one-on-one -on -one, which is draining for a oh, lot of people man it one-on-one -on -one, i just had this great conversation with dustin this morning on our call again it's something that we're setting up events like every other week when i go to a specific market and hold a big event because yep. I've done that, man. I've been where I interview a lot of agents. I do a lot of, uh, bring a lot of agents into the business. And I went through a phase where, man, for about three to four months straight, I interviewed people 10 straight hours a day, one-on-one -on -one <laughs> conversation, sometimes 12 hours a day. Yeah. And, and dude, I used to pray that someone would cancel in the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, I mean, overwhelming, you know? Yep. And, and, and I'm like, look, I don't mind. I like talking. I'm a good sales guy, but I lose my voice. Yep. It was a lot, man. And, and then, now it's just like you said, creating those events, creating those opportunities, creating that type. You go into a business like I used to do. I mean, another book, Seven Levels of Communication. Yep. I went on that model, man. Where I, I went, there was a place in New Orleans, right off of Saint Claude, called Saint Rock Market. It was a big marketplace, you know, where there's a bunch of food vendors and things like that. I would bring every client there. I meet with them. I meet with agents. I meet with clients. I meet with you know, so the funny thing is I'm sitting there one day, I'm talking to one of my clients and, uh, and all of a sudden now we have another world famous chef, Aron Sanchez. I don't know if you know him, but he's like master chef right there with Gordon Ramsay and all. I had the fortunate ability to sell him his home. Okay. So this guy's known. He's like a real well, well, world known figure, really, especially in New Orleans. And all of a sudden Aron walks up, he's like, hey, today, slaps me on the back. And, you know, and all of a sudden my client goes, holy shit, how do you know Aron Sanchez? And I'm like, dude, boom, I mean, sealed the deal. 
yeah. and that's like again you can do this so many ways guys but if you're meeting a client in a house with nobody around yeah you know that's dumb I'm, in my opinion that's dumb okay if you're meeting them somewhere you know in your office where nobody else is around get out in public take that yeah. client to to grab a coffee someone that knows you yeah. and again that, this is all bad. i didn't make it up yep. based on this book seven levels of communication yeah that's uh i had a guest james lewis on and he was talking about uh where he meets clients at this restaurant that he knows he knows the service they know him they know his shtick so they take care of him they go above and beyond so he looks like a rock star and then he gets the the best seating he gets the best service and he's like that seals the deal for him and it makes it so much easier to do that it's it's such a game changer in your business like there's a local restaurant here 501 prime and we go to minimum two three times a week and uh like last night we walked in and they were closing down okay and Literally, I walk in, I'm like, and like, oh man, we just closed the kitchen. I'm like, okay. And they're like, oh, hell no. Go sit down. We're going to make you food. You know, now you bring clients into that environment when they're, you know, it, that, that's huge. Now, yeah. granted, you don't want to spend that kind of money. Okay. And you got to make sure you, you, you know, you don't want to take every time to do to a steak dinner at a nice restaurant. But there's yeah. a lot of local mom and pop shops that would love to have your business continually, love to yeah. work together you in collaboration. And if you walked in the door with all these clients continually, one, you're introducing a customer base to them that they wouldn't have. And two, that's going to verify to that customer, damn, this guy's pretty cool, man. He knows all these yeah. people. I want to work with him. Exactly. And then one of the things I've been preaching for the last year is that we have such an amazing opportunity because of COVID. Unfortunately, with the small businesses being hit so hard over the last year and a half, we have an oh, opportunity dude, to give so back, true. to to yeah, to grow, to connect, be that ambassador. And really, it doesn't have to take much because these small businesses have been hit so hard. They don't have yep. a large bar- marketing budget. If any, they don't have the connections. And we have an opportunity to be that middle person to connect those businesses to the community, connect the community to the businesses and put ourselves right in the middle. And if we take that opportunity, we can turn into something massive. And we've, we've never had that kind of opportunity. Like we have, like people are so hyper aware of, of small businesses right now than they, like they ever have. I mean, small business struggling, man, you gave me goosebumps on all that. Cause it's so true. They're struggling. They're going up business like crazy. And one of my guys in Brooklyn, you know, he was uh, the same way. I mean, New York got hit with COVID hard. These business owners, I said, dude, Andre, you got to go walk down the street. Just go introduce yourself to all these people. Yeah. And, and he's like, what do I tell him? I said, man, you tell him you're in real estate. You're a bus- I'm a business owner. You're a business owner. How can we help each other? Yeah. Yeah. And the cool thing is, I mean, dude, this guy lived in Brooklyn where literally three blocks that way, three blocks this way, three blocks that way, three blocks that way. He had like 300, 400, 500 businesses. And yeah. he took the, the, the subway and, and he literally walked past 400 businesses in the meantime. Yeah. I mean, guys, it doesn't get, I mean, it doesn't get much easier than that. Yeah. You know, you don't have to spend a lick of money. You can take pictures. And that's again where Dustin Pritchard and I are building this brand, live where you live. Because not only can I talk about and, and my travel, but I can go walk into that mom and pop cake shop, coffee shop, talk to them, meet the owner, say, hey, man, look, I'm, a, I'm this travel real estate guy, you know, hybrid, having fun. And man, it's okay if we take some pictures of you, talk to you real quick, and post you on our, our, our website or post you on our social. Yeah. Apps are freaking loot. We're going to say no. Exactly. And they're going to share it too. Absolutely, that, that's, dude. You that's the part that I was talking life. about. Yeah, they, when you get featured on something, when you get interviewed by someone, you're going to go share it with your audience. If I run a Facebook yep. ad, I, I don't go tell my mom and dad or my friends and say, hey, I ran a Facebook okay. ad. But if someone interviews go me share. or if someone right. shows me, I'm going to share that and say, hey, look what happened. So you get in front of their audience and it, it can be that much quicker. If you had, if you had 100, 100 businesses and they had 100 followers each, hundred times a hundred people just by doing an interview with them two like two a week. That's all you got to do. Like it's, it's crazy. It's just great. Grant, go back to the grassroots effort, man. It's, it's huge. 
Yeah. And, and it'll pay you dividends, you know, and create relationships. I'll tell you, with eating NOLA alone, some of my best friends that I had no clue they lived on this earth prior to that, or they, I, I, I met through them. Yeah, that's, and that's, it's powerful. And you don't know what's going to come out of it. And that's, that's huge. So that's perfectly ties in the next thing I was going to ask you, what's the craziest or the most interesting thing that's come out of that, that whole project? Like what's something that you never would have expected? Yeah. The the popularity part, like building almost like literally becoming a local celebrity. And and, and again, I I have to just say like, it wasn't my jam. It was a little (laughs) overwhelming. And so be, you know, if, and I am a very, it's just constantly on if, that makes sense and it wasn't a bad thing you know it created a lot of opportunity you yep. know so i could say that's it I, i'll tell you that the, the biggest thing that i didn't expect was it being as big as popular as it was yeah i mean we did not see that it's kind of like you know i'm with a company exp realty and, and everybody knows about exp realty and when i joined exp you know five plus years ago i didn't realize the opportunity in this either sometimes you don't know man yeah and that's what like i took a chance going into a company which has changed my life forever i took a chance with that instagram yeah and, you know, and, and didn't know, but I was willing to think about this. I was willing to see it out. Yep. And I'll tell you, man, that's what people don't do. Like I just had a guy I was in business with here in the New Orleans area, been in the business for three months, not succeeding at a high level and quit. Yeah. And I'm like, so crazy. You know, I mean, so crazy. I mean, this takes guys to, to live the life you want. You have to work hard to get it. It's yeah. not going to happen by accident. Yep. And then the, what I'm, coaching people up and talking to people about is how to have fun doing it. Like I have fun when I do, I'm living in a city that I don't even, I'm not even licensed in. I'm not licensed in the state. Um, I don't sell real estate, but I'm living, having fun doing what I want to do. Yeah. That's awesome. That perfectly ties into the last section is what's your one last piece of advice that you'd give to our viewers. If they were looking to get started into something like this or kind of emulate what you've done. Big part of it is find somebody read, study, research, that type of stuff. Okay. And one thing that drives me nuts with people is when they continually ask me questions, I'm like, well, what do you think? Did you look it up? Have you researched that? Like, mm-hmm. it's like back to when um, I started prospecting, that's got into real estate sales phone calls. You think I just picked up a phone and said, <laughs> okay, Hey, I'm Anthony. Hell no. I went deep. Yeah. It's just like you and I had a very long time conversation on Facebook, which resurfaced yeah. about Craigslist yeah. uh, in the, in, Man, I put so many hours. I'm talking hundreds of hours into research. I used to sit on a, her name was, uh, her name's Christina Lee in Jacksonville, Florida. I remember two, three in the morning being on the phone with her and we're cracking the code on Craigslist. Yeah. And we dominated. I'm talking, you know, Craig was crazy stuff. So put the work in, guys. Yeah. And, but make sure you see it through. People quit way too freaking early. And look, this shit's going to suck. <laughs> first year in, 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 in eating nola man i tell you i've made myself sick eating which wasn't a bad thing necessarily a lot of freaking money yeah. you know people aren't willing to do that part man people are not willing to do that part and i'll tell you the ones that are willing to do it like i get obsessed like i'm diving into a couple of projects right now obviously with exp and another uh mortgage platform and things like that that we're looking into yeah. And I'm diving deep, man. I'm diving deep, deep, deep into it. Yeah, that, that makes that makes a big difference. And that time up front will save you the time down the road and, and you will, it'll oh. be worth it. But I also say you got to still take action. You can research and there's agents who will yeah, sit there yeah, researching dude, for two years and then man, never do anything. That's the, that's the biggest part about this is that taking that action. It's like, uh, you know what they say, the, the law of attraction. And they say, you know, people say, oh, if I just think it, it will come attraction. No, but the back word on that's action. Yeah. It's like, 
<clears throat> all those books that you have behind you, man, if you don't implement any of these systems, you don't actually don't take action in, in that step. Like exactly. We can read about social media marketing, but if you don't actually go out, create the account, start yeah. following people, start engaging them, start taking action, start meeting people, taking pictures consistently, it'll never work. And then you wonder, you look in the mirror and go, why did it work? Exactly. It's like, I, I was an IT guy, man. And, and you know, literally I taught myself how to be an IT guy. Mm. I used to wait tables at a restaurant in New Orleans called Arnold's and they would laugh at me because I had these big, thick Cisco books, you know, Microsoft books. I'm reading this shit and it's just putting in that level of knowledge. But then I said, and they, they used to be like, dude, because I was, we had a decent team at the restaurant making great money, doing all that stuff. I mean, you know, living that life and people are like, man, you're never going to quit this job. You're making, <laughs> I was making 50, 60,000 dollars a year waiting tables. Yeah. And uh, I did, I quit. I said, okay, I got this job. I'm going to take this IT job. And I took it with the army, you know, and I'll never forget when um, I bought my first house a couple of months after I took that job, I, my salary was cut in half. I mean, I was making wow. about $60,000, $70,000 a year working in a restaurant. I took a job making 40. Okay. And I never forget the lender asked me, why did you quit this job? And I'm like, <laughs> I got a bigger goal. You know, there's something I'm, I'm playing into it. But I took that action, which a lot of times people don't do. It's like, it's like part-time real estate agents. Okay. They never go say, I quit. I'm going to go burn that ship, burn that boat and go move forward. So many of them, the guy I was just talking about 30, 90 days in, never quit his full-time job, but yet sit there and tell me that how he don't think that he can be successful and this is not the right model. for him. I'm like, yeah, it's not. You can quit your job. What do you expect? You got to take a step back to take more steps forward, which, which oh, is absolutely, absolutely. Like right now with the re with what I'm rebuilding with my mouth too, like even with real estate, like if I join an EXP, getting out of sales and I was making a lot of money selling houses, I took a step back three years ago and it hurt for a little while. <laughs> the financial was like, shit, I don't have all this money pouring in, yeah. you know, but I knew I had a plan. I have a point. I'm still going for that plan. I'm no way even close to it, but took that action was willing to, you know, bite that bullet for a little while. Yeah, it's exactly. gonna fit in a large way. Awesome. So hopefully you've had some time to think about your book. We talked about the beginning. You, <laughs> right, right. I always wrap up with uh, your best book. So what's one book do you think would make a huge impact on our viewers and or has had a huge impact on yourself? I, I'll tell you, man, I'm gonna go back to uh again what got me into the business. I did briefly mention is Rich Dad Poor Dad. If you guys haven't read that book, it's it's literally a life-changing book, okay, yeah. where it 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 breaks down, you know being an employee and that's where I was I was an employee at a job and really you know not making the money or not living the life that I wanted to living the rat race yeah. so I'll tell you that's the one I'm gonna say even though I could throw out a thousand <laughs> other books I have a thousand more that I know and love but yeah. that one was the one that defined a moment in my life that made me get into real estate and it quickly changed the way I look at everything awesome yeah it's a great book definitely recommend it so we'll put that in the show notes so people can check that out and how can our viewers check out what you're up to if they want to connect with you and see what you're doing Lots of ways. Obviously, Facebook, <laughs> just go look me up, Anthony Gazette, D-A-Z-E-T, but um, you can reach me on Instagram. Instagram's a big platform that I'm still working more on and growing, but I'm Anthony Gazette, full name at uh, Instagram. And if you want to see what we're doing, what we're building as far as our uh, influencer real estate brands, where we're taking over and yeah, changing to believe, it's, um, you know, live where you dot live on Instagram. Take a look at that. And also you can check us out. We got a couple more things. There's uh, Homes and Beach and Homes and City are the two platforms that we're really pushing in the real estate model and the lifestyle. Awesome. Yeah, I'll put that in the show notes. Dustin's your partner you're working with on that. Yep. Dustin's awesome. He's yep. been on the show a couple of times. I've oh, yeah. Nice yeah. Stuff, we're going to so. come back on with, uh, I know you and I have been bouncing around this, but definitely we're, we're organizing some really cool stuff and uh, 
once we get some things in order, man, we'll jump back on me and dust it together for you. Oh, for sure. Awesome. Well, really appreciate that. Really appreciate your insight, your passion. You can definitely see that and, and the wisdom and willing to share that with our audience. I know they're going to really appreciate this episode. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Bye, right, bud. Thank you. Thanks for checking out today's episode. If you'd like more videos like this, be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out our Facebook page and our other social media channels. Looking forward to bringing you more great content like this and happy farming.